Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. I'm going to track off. My name is Justin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Welcome to track off. My name is Justin. <laughs> like, I'm not sure why all of a sudden it sounded like Justin just came off like ridiculous. You know, I, like, I'm reminded you've been eating. <laughs> I'm reminded of um, of remember uh, it's Saturday Night Live in like the 80s when Dana Carvey would do George Bush Sr. <laughs> yes. And, and, yes. And, and, and George Bush Sr. would always say, uh, read my lips, not going to do it. Yes. And, and he started out going, read my lips, not going to do it. Yeah, he not started out do. fine. And then, yeah, like as, by, as, by, as, the, by the end of, of him doing, he's like, not going to do it. Yes. Like it just so, becomes ridiculous at one point. Like it starts off I, at a place that actually is is a fair uh, you know, impression I would say of, of Bush Senior, and then it just it, it by the end yeah. though, it's not even remote. It's like not nobody, even nobody does an imitation of Bush Senior. They all do an imitation of Dana Carvey doing an imitation yes, of they Bush do. Senior. <laughs> because um, it's so iconic. Which is fair <laughs> enough. Um but I, I gotta remind myself that uh that this is somebody's first time listening to Trek. Yeah, so like they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is with this guy, Justin?" Like, yeah. usually you always. What's he saying? What's he saying? Is he on special medication? Um, should he even have access to a microphone? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, anybody who's listened to our show knows the answer to that. Knows the well. answer to those questions. Yeah, so that's, that's not in question at no, all. It's not. So many fun things to talk about. Um, so, uh, so why don't you just start? Because you, uh, you I know, did, I almost you never, did a thing. I almost never start, but I did a thing. Yeah, what'd you do? <laughs> Sounds so sexy. Um, yes. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know if I, I know we've we've talked about it before, but um, and last night on Facebook Live, I did a thing um, of me opening and playing Star Trek Bridge Crew for the first time on PlayStation VR, and. Um, it's so fucking cool. Like, I want to be yeah. clear right now, though. I have not played through a mission yet. Okay. Um, Mr. A, I love him dearly. I'm so upset that, like, his work is such that he comes home so late now. And so he was, it was very late and I couldn't stay up, keep him awake late playing the game all damn night. So I only kind of got to go through the tutorial for each of the stations. So I don't know about that part yet i'm hoping to be able to do that a little earlier later today i don't know when this is going to air but um anyway um first of all once you get past all the bullshit because i think you came late dude but i i want to say it took like fucking 20 minutes or more 
to get the game to go because like you had to have a ubisoft account like who the like and i play a lot of video games but like who has a fucking ubisoft account I mean, it turns out I actually had one. We just didn't know the password. And so <laughs> I love, just... I love, who, who has that? Turns out I had one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean... Okay. So, yes. Okay. We get a, get a Ubisoft account. Tell me about the game, man. Um, so, okay. First of all, I don't think I can really ever <laughs> over extol the virtues of VR. In my, it, for me, anyway. I love it so much. It makes me very, very pleased. <laughs> Um, and I got to be on a bridge of a starship. (laughs) That's what it felt like. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, like in, in a way that's different, like, like, it's really cool when we went to the, the sets in, in Georgia and everything, and that felt amazing. And I bet like, you know, if we were on the sets for the new show or for one of the movies, I bet that's a really amazing feeling too. And it feels really real. What's so interesting about this, though, is like there's no green screen, there's no cameras, there's no, there's nothing to break the illusion. You know what I mean? So you're like really immersed in it. And and it and what was cool. And I don't know if like I'd be curious to find out like if it defaults to um, the captain being a woman or if because it knows my profile information, it knows I'm a, a girl, things like that, like it automatically had me be a woman. Huh. But it was I was I like basically when you start like your first options are, you know, to kind of do a tutorial, which I'm like, yeah, I think I should figure out how to do the game before I go like jumping in on a mission because it's supposed to be like four player cooperative. I think you can play with like people being like AI characters for the other people on your bridge crew. But like, so I, I want to play with what, other people. What do you what? How many can you have if you need to uh, if you need to do it again? I think it's four. There's four stations i mean there's the four cap- but, but the, it, it would be for what though for other people you, you you called them something for what for start with the p for pl- i don't your, know ai companions yeah you you, you you called them four players which four players are my favorite oh <laughs> <laughs> Like, I have no idea what I said. We, yeah, we, we used to do that. To talk about that. We used to do, and, and, Apparently, and, and there's, there must be a sexual joke embedded, and I missed it. <laughs> a, King, a King's Dominion, my Romulan character, used because we were outside the gaming booths where people are like knocked down, like you know, knock the things down, get a cubie doll. Um, oh and, right. Uh, and the person was always go, "We need four players. We need four players." And I would always go, "What do you need?" <laughs> 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 what did what did you say? We need What's four players. Four players? Uh, <laughs> Here I am. Uh, Here, how many of us do you need? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, th- but it's four total, okay? Yes, so I really it. I guess yes. we'd have three other players. My point being, I didn't want to like just try to jump online and be like winging it um and fuck up like three other people's game. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Which I'm sure I could have done. But I'm not that way. I'm much more of a preparer. So I went through the tutorials. But like the very first thing I did was like I looked down at myself. This is a thing that you do when you're in VR. Because um, I don't know if you've ever tried like PlayStation VR or Rift or Vive or any of them. But like it for me, for whatever reason, it's like one of the first things I do. I like look down at myself. I don't know why. Um, and I did. And I like looked down and I'm like totally a chick sitting in the captain's chair like i'm like boobs and legs crossed all right this is awesome so exciting I, so i don't know how i did that i don't know if it just defaulted to a woman which would also be cool or if it just knew that i was a woman which while creepy would still be fucking awesome so i went through the tutorial all i had time to do was go through the tutorial for each of the stations and i you know what i was surprised i 
um, one of my fears for the game was that going in, everybody was going to want to be captain because, like, it's the fucking captain, right? It's like, hmm, my options are sure, captain, yeah. helm, tactical, or engineering. What will I choose? Do you know what I mean? And I sort of thought everybody's going to be online being like, I'm the captain, and no one's going to have crew members. But after going through the tutorials for all the other stations, I think that that the captain's like actual gameplay uh, might be the least interesting because like I went and like I did the captain first and then and basically when you're the captain you uh you have like it's cool because you have the buttons on the chair like you have the chair well, yes I want to ask you about that because how do it looked like you were using your actual hands how does it detect what your hands are doing Okay, so the way that it were at least for PlayStation VR, I don't know the other um the other console, the other uh VR Xbox doesn't have a VR. Xbox doesn't have it, doesn't exist. But it um so basically you have the move controllers and then it's I mean it's incredible how well it can track those like I mean and you only have the, for the PlayStation VR only have just the one camera. I don't it's amazing how well it can track that like not just in like terms of left or right of the camera but like closer or further away from it. And so basically you have the move, like the setup I was using, you use a controller as well, but that's less immersive. So I wasn't going to do that. Um, but they basically represent your hands. Like, so you're holding these things in each one of your hands and there's just like these really easy to use trigger buttons, like on the back of them. And so those are just like you pressing like a f your finger or picking something up. That's, okay. that's it. Like it's as simple as that. And it's amazing how, realistic that feels when you're in the the vr world because you're just like i'm gonna press this button and while you're not really just reaching out your hand and like using your finger to press a button it really kind of feels like you are <laughs> it's amazing and so you have like on the captain's chair you've got all your little buttons and everything and you get to press them and they like do things and then you can order people around one of the things i did think was very interesting if you're playing with ai uh counterparts is that as the captain, you can just like jack somebody. <laughs> like you can just be like, I'm taking over the helm or I'm taking over tactical. Um, if you need to do it like stuff quicker because they're not responsive enough or what have you. As you know, AI characters aren't always uh, as good as a real person. So I just thought that was very interesting. I was like, so if you're the captain, also somehow you're like a god. You're just <laughs> like, I am just going to take that person over. I don't think you can do that if you're playing with other people though. Um, but what, what I if you found, could, like, you and just, then in real life, you take them over too. Right. In real life, you just take them over to like that episode. Um, where, like, any one of the number of episodes where there are characters that like randomly have godlike powers. Particularly I know, man. the original series. Everybody's been taken over. I'm trying to think. Riker's been taken over. Picard's been taken over. Data's been taken over a couple of times. I don't think oh, Jordy's Data a couple of times because he's AI. I mean, he's he's an easy mark. Right? Do you think someone tried to take Jordy? No, Jordy, Jordy has his turned to a blue guy. Yeah, but I don't think Jordy was taken over. He was hijacked in terms of like it's as a spy, but they weren't controlling what he was doing. Both both O'Brien and Keiko have separately been taken over by evil entities. Yes, if you think I know. It. Like, what are the odds? Like that poor marriage. Can you imagine? I know. Like, no wonder I mean, they don't I get along at that all. Sometimes you know, being married for as long as both of us have been, you think uh, you know, marriage can be it can be tough. You know, it's hard, and in many years, in particular, I'm sure, you know, you've got kids. Like, there's challenges, and it's like, <laughs> then you go, but you know what? We've never had to deal with one of us being taken over by an evil entity, and then the other, you know, like later. <laughs> like okay, so 
you can take over people. Uh, but you bet you're and, and you and I guess maybe it's more interesting once you're in an actual mission and you're like d telling people what to do, like helm do this and tactical do that and sort of giving out orders. Um, but when I took over the helm, I uh, it was really challenging. I was like, what the fuck, man? Because you have like you I guess you sort of na like navigate in space like you pick the place that you're going and I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty straightforward. I'm going to go there. <laughs> and then you have to like use your right hand to turn the ship like on its axis, but also like either up or down in space. And there's like drift because you have inertia, you know what I mean? So, and then, and like, basically you wind up having like this little circular thing and you have to put the ship in like the yellow zone because that's what you're aiming for. Right. And, I got to tell you, it was challenging. <laughs> like I am, it's some, it's going to require a lot of work on my part or whomever does the the helm. Like it's going to take some finesse to do that well, <laughs> because I was like, well, wait, hold on. I just wait. Why is it still moving? No, 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 no. I just, I got to the thing. What? Fuck. Damn it. And I like go back <laughs> and then, it, and then it drifted past again. I'm like, no, mother, stop. Wait. So. And then once you finally get it like lined up in this like sweet zone, then you like have like the uh, the um the thing on the side where you can you've got like that little boop, and and it like basically shoots the ship forward and on impulse or um warp depending. But but you're reliant on the en on engineering to give you the power. Like you can't just do it because you fucking feel like it. Like if if engineering huh. doesn't give you power for warp, like you can't do anything. You can just sit there and be like, um can I warp someplace, please? You know what's what's what I'm hearing is that it's uh, you're enjoying the immersiveness of it and and the feeling of being. It, I mean, it is as advertised, I guess, from what the game says. Uh, you're a bridge commander. You're on the bridge now. You said something to me before we started where you said uh, it is in some ways not as advertised. What does that mean? Oh, um, I it, you know what I don't know that it's not as as advertised. But for from I had expectations of it, I think. Um and I I feel like it's actually, at least at this point, exceeded them. Like I said, okay, like I sort good. of I had an expectation that the only thing that would that, that everybody was gonna want to be captain, and I'm not even sure that I do. Like I, I think I will because huh. I think I'll want to do everything, but I feel like I actually had more to do and and was therefore more engaging to to do help. Or tactical, tactical. I, so far, I'd say tactical for me anyway was the most engaging experience. You like to sh you like to shoot the shit. I do well because here's the thing: when you when you do tactical, you have so many more so many more things you can do. Like in the tactical station, like you can scan for like ships and you find ships and you have like much like in the I guess in the the real world of star trek if you will in the real world like in reality um or fake reality <laughs> um you like if you're scanning them from further away it takes longer than if you're closer you if you pick just like one system to scan it scans faster it takes longer if you do more than one once you've scanned a particular system then you can actually like target that to specifically like take out weapons or specifically take out like their 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 warp drive or something and then but you've also got like you control the shields and there's like a delay on the shields much like on the shield like it's not like boom instantaneous it's like it takes a second to charge 
So like even once you've put them up, like if you if you don't do it fast enough in a battle, like I can see it getting really fucking tense in the tactical station if you don't do shit just right. And you've and you've got your photon torpedoes and you've only got so many and you have to wait for them to actually be loaded. So it's not like you can just keep shooting those motherfuckers willy nilly. And for the phaser fire, you've got to have the power. Like from engineering, you've got to have enough power for phasers. So it's it's so cool because you've got all of these elements like from that you see when you watch the show like and they've really replicated it in the game it's fucking amazing like i was just and and just like looking around on this even in the training simulator this like pseudo bridge at like my my you know just random crew members that they gave me um god it was fucking awesome dude just that's cool oh i cannot makes wait i mean makes me want to get a a a you know We've talked before about the PlayStation versus Xbox thing, and you're really selling me on it. So, Xbox, step up your game, man. Yeah, because like, come on, no man. VR and of any kind. I know, right? And here's the thing: I think that um, I don't think that the game is is unique. To, I don't think it's just a, a PSVR. So, I know you have somewhat powerful P- uh, PC. So, if you got a Rift or you got an Oculus, we could still play together. Like, there's I you there's an option huh. in the game to turn on or off crossplay. Which I assume means like I'm not I'm not just playing with that might be VR fun. people. That, that might be fun. I uh, would do a trek off live like play. Wouldn't that be the like, coolest see? fucking thing? That'd dude? be really fun. Oh my god! Like really you and me, like on the bridge together, that would be so fun. <laughs> like I'd let you be the captain. I'd be engineering. I think I'd like to be engineering. I think like you'd do well at that. Thing. I'd be resource management for sure. Yeah. And then, of so. course, we would wind up arguing a lot because I'd want more than you're willing to give me. <laughs> It'd be so great, dude. <laughs> I'd be like, look at your digital boobs. I'm not good talking about your real boobs, but your digital, but your digital boobs, boobs hey. those are hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's only a matter of time before this VR thing, there's a way to do interactive VR sex like they oh, did back in I'm, that, what like, you mean the movies back in the I'm 90s. I'm sure it's already out there, dude. Like, I haven't like, gotten interactive? Looking, but Like online, like you, you and another person? I'm certain. Yeah. Gotta be. I mean... Porn huh. is always right there at the like. Porn is driving the driving the internet. I, I mean, oh. pretty much. Like, so if something's happening, porn's it's it's happening in porn. I like, did read once that and and like and I I would imagine this has changed somewhat finally now that people get so much entertainment delivered to them from like the computers. But it used to be that that the reason that people got high speed internet was specifically because they didn't want to wait for their porn. Are you fucking um, kidding me? Well, yeah, because like, like if you can, <laughs> if you can only that. have pictures or you can have videos, you know, what are people calling up to watch? And so, like, like it, like for a long time, it drove that. But I think that's changing now. Yeah, no, I think that, now people need the high speed. Just be, I mean, first because to get four K video, yeah, because you because everybody streams everything that they watch. Yeah, but it used to be what else did people really stream? Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah, pretty much. So it's porn. it's an interesting. Anyway, I do have a story as well uh, for us to talk about today. Um, I'm just going to read you a quote, um, okay. and then we can talk about it. Uh-oh. This is, uh, uh, of course, Vanity Fair did their uh, did their Star Wars coverage for the Last Jedi with some heartbreaking pictures of uh, Carrie Fisher. One with her in a in like an embrace with uh, Mark H- Hamill. That's wonderful. One with a picture of her and her daughter, but also cool pictures of the cast and. You know, a lot of articles about Star Wars. Vanity Fair does this before every Star Wars movie that comes out. And this is something that Mark Hamill uh, said. I, at one point, had to say to Ryan, Ryan Johnson being the director of of, uh, The Last Jedi, I pretty much fundamentally disagree with every choice you've made for my character. Now, having said that, I've gotten it off my chest, and my job now is to take what you've created and do my best to realize your vision. 
Hamill said. Continuing, Hamill went on to say he's on board with both the, with both theatrical cuts of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and the actor admits he's partial to his ideas, even if they weren't always the best. I have thousands of terrible ideas that I would love to share with you, among which uh, among which you might, just the law of averages, might find a nugget of something and go, that's not so terrible as the other 35 you just told us. Um, <laughs> I am concerned by I pretty much fundamentally disagree with every choice you've made for this character. Yeah, um, that that's giving me pause. How <laughs> to say? Um what does like that I mean, particular from a guy that I don't know played him for I know and look, look like Mark Hamill Mark Hamill has on and off had a had a a reputation for being a little bit of a prima donna. I've actually heard interviews with him where he sounded a little bit not like a bad guy, but like like a, you know, you always a, a little full a of, bit of a yeah, a little, a little bit. Um, but, you know, he's also the guardian of the character. And I understand that it makes me concerned, um, not that the movie will suck or anything, but like if he doesn't think the character is right, what yeah, does that mean? Yeah, that's the thing that what, I'm not going to dig. Like, what, is the, what is the thing that he's so concerned about? Yeah, like what is... Because it, it's not even dark? just it, like a. Because if it was something minor, I don't think he would have like that's a yeah, th that statement. Like I pretty much disagree with every single choice. Um, sure. Yeah. That's much more than like I disagree with a thing here or there, right? And that makes me concerned about like what they're doing with the character. A and that I mean, honestly, th that coupled with this, the only thing from the the teaser that's even remotely um, necessary, the the Jedi must end or die or whatever, like that line. Those two things together make me wonder, like, is this, am I going to even recognize this Luke? And I get that it's however many years later, but you know me, I'm, I sort of subscribe to the world of, like, when you're born, like, that's who you are. And yes, what happens to you and life and circumstances molds that but your reaction to those things is coming from a place within it's coming from who you are as a person and that doesn't fundamentally change in my opinion well, so this admit, sounds to I, me like just like a fundamental shift in him as a human being because he's older and that's weird to me well, and i don't like well, it older and been through some shit i mean i think that's the sure, other thing. i mean obviously you know, it's, been through some shit i mean you know, kylo ren's a, kind of a dick <laughs> like it's it's, death. it's like, a, there's some it's things a going tough on. i gotta imagine it's a tough road as a as a writer um at this stage of the game when you've got you know when you've got han and luke and leia um you can either keep them the same which in large part jj abrams did and what did everybody scream you know you just remade the original. That's all the same. You you know what I mean? Like 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 even though it became the highest grossing movie of all time and everybody loved it, people, you know, fans uh yelled at it for you just remade it. It's just the same. So I got to imagine as a writer, you're sitting there and going, "Okay, I can either have these people do exactly the same thing that they've done or have them do completely different things than they've done." And there's sort of a I can I can understand being offered Star Wars and really like giving it pause and going, I don't know if I want to because there is, you know, there's, there's such so a fine line there. Like you have to walk a razor's edge because if you are, if you diverge too much, yeah, then, people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? It's not even recognizable. And, and if you stay the same, 
People are like, no, it's just going to be a rehash. Yeah, but I don't it's going to be an that. Like, because I even said it at the time, and everybody did. Like, everybody was like, yes, it's a new hope on steroids with a female protagonist, but why is that a bad thing? Because I think we all expected and anticipated, and I think the whole reason of doing it is like, and, and at least for me, I would much rather you do that as a continuation of the story, as a way to introduce it to a new audience and to keep it fresh and keep it going than to reboot some shit. I find that much more offensive. Yeah, no, I agree. So I, I don't, agree. you know what I mean? Like fucking quit your bitching and your whining. Like it wasn't some terrible flick. You know what I mean? Like we didn't watch it and been like, gosh, this was just crap. You know, um, people are putting it at the bottom of their list of Star Wars movies. And oh, I that's don't ridiculous. I mean, I don't get and there's it. There's no way you're put. There's just there's you know what? Unless you're fucking sexist, I feel like because there's just there's no way. Even if it's a rehash of it's a rehash of one of the really good ones. And you're going to yeah. put that below fucking any super, of the prequels. It's a, Come on. It's a super it's a super. Well, I mean, that's I still fucking stupid. <laughs> I still like episode three more than the Force Awakens, but it's because well, that's it's because a, you're it, fucking crazy. Ha ha ha! Right. It's, no, it's it's because I and I enjoy sort of the big operatic storytelling that's that's going on in episode three. But like that being said, there's no way it's above two. Like there's no way. There, like there's no like way two. it's not above two is what you're saying. Yeah, there's uh, that, yeah, that's what, yeah, not above two. No yeah, because it's not above one. Like that's just fucking ridiculous. Well, I, here the thing. Here's Those the are thing. actually heard, bad films. Like it's not somebody, even. That I heard someone discussing. I heard someone discussing two the other day and they really hit the nail on the head for me about what the problem is with two because two doesn't have all the same pacing problems that one has but two is one is infinitely above two because one and three are still essentially star wars for most of their movie the problem with two is two starts off as a noir murder mystery thing it starts off it's super slow and the, it's, the, yeah, it's a it, and it's, it's a buddy cop good. trying to find trying to find the all. M- trying to find the murderer it's like it's it is the other ones can be accused of bad filmmaking sure but, but they too, do but they do at least feel like they're trying to tell the story of of things that happened in that world yeah. that affect the, what we see in the new hope and the rest of and, it and and the last half of two does that too. By the time you get to the end, it's back to sort of the you know the big ass Star Wars film. But the first like the the first forty minutes of the, of, of episode two really is is sort of head head scratchingly small and 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 really very specific. It's I mean not even small like it's it's it's, it's, it's like it's, my funda- it, it, it's funny it's like my fundamental problem with La La Land and No Country for Old Men. Like you can't. And not that this in those two examples, the difference was that the movie was really, really good. And then the end, it was like, no, this movie you thought you were watching. That's not what it was about. It was about this. What? Motherfucker. No, it wasn't. You can't say that the last 10 or 30 minutes. No, Um, I don't mind. I don't mind. This was just bad at the beginning and then got better. But it was still like one movie and then another it's movie. what and it's and i don't mind movies that become one movie and the the other what i do mind is a movie that the the one movie at the beginning is a conceptual misstep for, oh it's horrible yeah for no, star wars it doesn't make sense to have a buddy cop thriller like, and yeah and not and not like a bad star script wars. or badly <laughs> making but just like a okay like if you were to outline episode two in in you know in three sentences to go okay so the first 40 minutes there are Anakin and Obi-Wan are dispatched 
to find the attempted murderer of of Padme. And that's the first 40 minutes of the movie. And there's some action in there, but really there's a lot of intrigue and what does this mean? And, you know, you know, Obi-Wan goes to a diner. Why? It's like they're really trying to do sort of a, you know, casting. <laughs> casting. And like that fucking, and the, the interactions between him and Anakin, like are absolutely yeah, but that's and that, I that's, love that, a buddy cop movie. I fucking love a buddy cop movie. I love. But that's scared. that's them I love trying. Bad boys. Like, that's them no. trying and failing to do a thing. But what I'm saying Ugh. is that I feel like there shouldn't <laughs> even be trying, especially no. This like is, it doesn't even make sense to do said yeah, thing. It, in they're, said they're casting Obi Wan in like a Humphrey Bogart kind of role is what they're trying to do, failing but trying to do that. That doesn't fly with what Star Wars is supposed to feel like, which is you know. Which is sort of swashbuckingly, it's a, it's a almost like a pirate movie in space, like it, like it's, it's yeah, sort of like supposed I, that's to feel a good like way that. of putting it, like because that, like, I feel like I like for instance the Star Trek Bridge Crew game, like that's gonna people who love Star Trek are really gonna love that because it feels very Star Trekky, but doesn't really feel Star Warsy, right? Because if it was then like if it was a Star Wars game, wouldn't be about tactics or those were strategies and all that stuff it would be about like let's fight the thing let's have a big epic battle you know like that's it's like a western in space which is a very different vibe and it's an adventure and you know what speaking of star wars i gotta say um I remember I watched the trailer right and I the, the teaser trailer and I still do think it is redundant however I noticed something interesting when I saw it in the movie theater. All right. When it was obviously before um, I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And, and I'll say was, this about the trailer. It plays better big and in 3D. It really um, does. Like I was. I, and, and this was coming from me. Who, like we all know what my reaction to that trailer was. And I was. And when I heard the first strains, I was like like uh annoyed i'm like oh it's gonna be the teaser but i despite myself like i could not help in the in a big theater with the 3d with the the music and the and the sounds of 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 talking about the force and it just it was hard to not fucking feel something and be excited anyway and this is me who was like this is fucking dumb um, well, there there are details that I picked up in the theater. One, I saw that you know it's like the crawl. I when I was growing up, I never liked the words crawling. I was like, Ugh, I always just sort of skip past them. They were always annoying to me until I saw them on the big screen, and all of a sudden, the epicness of watching them fade back suddenly made sense in a way that it never made sense on a television to me. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. and and same thing going back to the pod race. Um. The pod race on at home on a TV is utterly skippable. It's really long, um, but I can tell you when I saw the pod race on a big screen, well, I was like ducking and fuck, right? <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, hey, how?" You, you sort of felt like you know you you could crash at any minute, and so I sort of feel like watching this trailer. I caught stuff like the dissolve of the stars into the reflection on the rock was really much cooler on the big screen, and those and those ships with all the with all the powder coming off of them in on the big screen. You notice in the it, like off in the distance what they're flying toward is adats. 
you know, the big Imperial walkers mm-hmm. from uh, Empire. I didn't catch it. It was just a shot of ships dropping powder, doing nothing, just like a shot of ships. Well, but and I seeing- think, in the, uh, I think in the in the at least it appeared on the big screen. It didn't appear like the red was coming from the ships. It appeared like the it was like a red dust being kicked up in the wake of the ships going over the sand. Yeah. I'm not sure how that but, works, but But whatever it is they were doing, the fact that they were moving towards something right. so big something, and they Yeah, were, like and it was like, "Oh, that's the point of this. This isn't about they, like, look, ships cl- with red yeah. dust. Isn't that cool yeah, looking?" Like, no, yeah, that's not the, what we're doing. When here. I saw the ad ads <laughs> in the distance, I was like, "Oh, they chose that shot because of course when they're mixing it, they're mixing it on a on a on a big screen. They chose that to go to give you the sense of the impending doom, which it doesn't do on a small screen. Which is why I would say when you're making a trailer, you know it's interesting when I mix a song, um, when I mix a song uh, and I want to make sure the mix is right, mm-hmm. um, I I listen to it with my very expensive headphones over you know my very good you know good playing sound card. It's not that great for recording, evidently. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, but I, I play it, you know, in this best possible. You play possible it optimally, right? Yeah. I also pop in iPhone headphones, like the ones that come with iPhones. Right. And I listen to it on that. I have a pair of dollar store headphones. I listen on that and I make sure to listen in the car. Um, I'm trying to listen in all the ways that it might be heard. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this, this people needed to realize way more people were going to see this trailer on their phone than they were going to see it on the yeah, big screen. Yeah, we're going to see it in the, at least for the first at, time, you know? Yeah. And it's optimized for for the, the big, big screen. screen. Yeah, like I yeah. was, I was very surprised by my like reluct, though reluctant as I was, because I was like, oh, whatever. But I couldn't help myself. Like I had like goosebumps, and I was all excited when yeah. I saw that trailer on the big screen. Versus when I saw it on the iPhone, I was just like, ah, oh, it's fucking. Yeah, it's eh. it's it's it needs to be. All right. <laughs> you know, the, like, uh, you even know- the just the sweeping shots of like going over the island where she finds Luke. And yeah. it's just, I mean, when you're, when, it, when this epic and you hear the sound, it's around, it's enveloping you. And then you're like 3D going over this like crazy, beautiful island and it's like jutting up out at you. Like it's fucking different, man. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's a like, different it's experience. Just, it's not it's, the same as yeah, watching I agree it on your little. Cause I saw it. I, I, I went to go see uh pirates and I saw it in, uh, which, you know, which, what's by the way, funny is, is out what? of, <laughs> out of all of the trailers, on the that were on Guardians of the Galaxy two, and I found this surprising. I did not anticipate this. The movie I was the most excited to see was Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, I will say this: there are there Pirates is getting shit on by the critics and not doing that well. And I will say this: there's nothing about that movie that's a great movie. It in no way stands up to the first one. The first one is so great, and I would I would say that Jack Sparrow is is the worst version of Jack Sparrow that there has been. Oh, but really? if you're so like because. At least when I I don't know when I you've seen the whole movie, but when I saw Guardians, like they didn't have like prior to that, all I had seen were like little uh, short trailers like on YouTube videos, which is probably yeah. not as long as the traditional trailer. But what I saw at Guardians was like they had a, a like a like a part of the movie. And that was why I got excited because I actually got to see Jack Sparrow like being Jack Sparrow. And it was funny. And it was like, because the things that I don't like about it, that was really kind of all I was seeing in the trailers. And I'm like, God, why? When are we going to stop with all this fucking CG ridiculousness? Because it's just, it's so, it's gotten out of hand. I just, no, here's the thing. The movie, the movie is 
a ton of CG ridiculousness. And it and you, that's what I was like. I could. That's my. That was my only issue when I was watching the but, trailer. I was like, oh, the CG guy. Okay, and he's okay. And now we've got. Oh, yeah, but if you're willing these, to put like, your CG brain on hold, if you're willing to, what is this? But. All right, all so of here, the interactions me, me, with Jack were hysterical, and I was like, "That's what I want to see. That's fun." You no, know, it's it's Jack. Jack is he's okay, but they. I mean, ultimately, you know, minor spoilers for Pirates Five for those of you want to see it, which evidently, according to the box office, very few of you do. Um, <laughs> uh, the the minor spoilers. For, uh, Jack is kind of drunk the whole movie. He's kind of a drunk loser uh, in the movie. And it's a way to go because he always said he did love rum, but the Jack in all four preceding this one was always 10 steps ahead of everybody else. Um, and this one, he's always two steps behind everyone else. He just kind of lucks into situations. Whereas if you watch the first one, there was always a question, you know, they asked, you're, you're the worst pirate I've ever seen, or is he the best pirate? Right. There was a question. Was it that he was the, or, like, he did appear to be like sucky. But somehow it always came out. It worked out in the end. And was it because he was sucky and just yeah? You didn't know if he had, if he clever. expected everything to go the way that it went. In this one, it never seems that way. It always just seems like he's a drunk fool. Um, uh, and there's one incredibly poorly. A major plot point is incredibly poorly motivated. But you say like they have ghost sharks. And here I'm going to spoil a moment in the movie. A moment that makes me go, okay, I get this movie. The ghost sharks go swimming after one guy and then Jack ropes them and he's in a little rowboat and they pull forward the rowboat like a motorboat. If you're on board for that kind of nonsense, which I totally was, I was like, ghost sharks, I'm in. I'm in. Ghost sharks pulling it and pulling me to crazy. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I just this. I understand what this movie is. the The first movie was not a meal. The first movie was like a what was like was like a good you know you know apple pie and ice cream. A good comp. Understanding this movie is a bowl of M and M's. That's all it is. And if you accept it as that, it's way better than the than two, three, and two, three, and four. Um. So it's. It's it's good, but only if you anyway. Back to uh, Mark Hamill. Um, ultimately, I don't care if he feels that it's a betrayal of the character, as long as it's a logical thing that makes sense. I can understand someone, the character being so precious to him. That he's like, I can't see he would go bad, or I can't see that he would go wrong, or anything like that. Um, but I, as long as it makes sense and it's a compelling story, and it doesn't seem you know, discordant with something that could happen to, to Luke. Given yeah. His I would have to see it. I like, I don't know. I, 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 it does give me pause. It makes me concerned. Um, because I, I have this feeling like, and I get it. I'm not, I'm not really like a writer, so I don't know what it's like to feel hemmed in by the way that things are or the way that things have been i would i wouldn't personally i would find that more compelling because that's more challenging but you know i feel like well i and i, I, think why that, I feel like if these like reboot sometimes with these other things that they, and like with shows when they start to go down the fucking toilet i feel like it's they're they want something different and so or the new writer comes on board and they're you know fucking i want to make it my own somehow and it's like dude don't fucking do that why you gotta fuck with some shit 
And I, well, that's I mean, what worries I th- me that that might be what's going on. I, I don't mind them subverting expectations. So that's what Empire did to Star Wars. It took every expectation that you thought would be happening and subverted it. I don't mind that. But Empire is truly, Empire was not loved when it first came out. I mean, it got good reviews, but it wasn't loved. Empire is, in my opinion, the greatest film ever made now. And it's my favorite film wow. um, because of Jedi, which is an inferior film in itself. But it it makes Empire totally make sense. It's totally OK that they subverted everything in Star Wars. It's totally OK that it went so dark. It's totally OK that they separated everybody out. It's totally OK. They froze Han and Carbonite. It's totally OK that Luke started a journey toward the dark side. It's totally OK. Everything that happened because Jedi brings you back to, you know, Jedi returns everyone back to a new and better status quo that resembles the original. And it's okay. The empire yanks you out of that because the journey then it is, is but the, I mean, is the empire return. at least to be never felt like some betrayal of anybody's character. I never felt like any of the, but characters- that's because of Jedi. Can you imagine if everybody stayed where they were? Can you imagine if Luke and Han and Leia never got back together? And can you imagine if Luke, you know, Luke continued down just a spiritual paths up apart from everyone in star Wars remained just about Luke learning, you know, stuff from Yoda. And at the same time, the empire continued to win and it just got darker and darker like it, it's so well, much darker than the original. Sure. Can you imagine if it continued on trajectory? So what I guess what I'm saying is that I'm okay with it going this direction as long as somebody, hopefully Kathleen Kennedy, and this is what what concerns me even more. Yeah, it concerns me, but it also excites me that I have heard um, or I've read that uh, that there is not a plan for the trilogy to where it's going to go. That is concerning. That that uh but it's also exciting in that ryan johnson was ryan johnson was allowed to pick up the reins from the end of of force awakens the only thing that he asked that jj change was it was supposed to be bb8 on the planet with them at the end and ryan johnson said no i need it to be r2 for what we're doing i need it to be r2 on the planet at the end and that's the only thing that he that he changed um and then he has said really openly i've been allowed to write the story i wanted to write nobody told me that this is where it needs to go no one told i was allowed to write the story that i wanted to write and make the movie i wanted to make and nobody nobody told me what to do um and now that can go well but that can go really horribly but also it's interesting to note that they you know i think the kathleen kennedy is a smart lady she's been producing all of the things that we loved always um uh, I imagine because they've they've uh, they have Colin Trevorrow who directed Jurassic World uh, directing the third one, uh, and mm. and here's why I think that works. He makes crowd pleasing, you know, not that deep, you know, you know, on the surface things going well. Things I think there's a reason why. You get J.J. Abrams, who's the king of the reboot, the the soft reboot, where it's a reboot sequel, as your first one. You get Ryan Johnson, who made Looper, this dark dystopian, you know, thriller set in the future, you know, to make your second. And then you get Colin Trevorrow, who has shown that he can create, you know, for better or worse, a, a big popcorn movie as your third 
to resolve. I can see Ugh. if you're going, okay, okay what know. we're going to. I don't know, man. You and I disagree on this shit, though. I mean, what do we disagree it's on? Like, it's like fucking, it's like Guardians, man. Like, my favorite parts of that movie, like, are not the big fights. It's when it's when you're not seeing the fights because they're busy having some internal squabble. And, like, the fight's happening tangentially, like, behind them. like, And you're not seeing what's happening. That was, like, my favorite parts of that movie. And that just goes to show, like, you don't need all that other bullshit. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. The characters are what matter. And if you don't sure. get that, and that's, uh, I mean, and that, that's why the first, that's why the prequels don't really work. And that's why the originals do work. Because it's about the fucking characters. Like, yes, it's a very vibrant world. It's a very interesting world. There's a lot. Um, Here's the of, thing, though. A lot of I cool don't know. world building, but it's about the people. That's what it should is it, be about. Is it? Is, but it, you feel that way. But that's because of Empire. It's very much because of Empire. The first one is about the world. The second one pulls the characters out of the world into dark places and and brings them to an impossibly hopeless situation. And then the third one is about pulling them back into the fun world of the first one. Outside of Luke, how is the third one about the characters? It's certainly not like like Leia sucks in Jedi a lot. She does like, not suck. Hold me. I know we've had this yeah, argument. Like, yeah, and, here's and the thing. She, she could have been cooler, and if we did, if we were doing that movie now, I'd like to think it would have. She would have had a much more active. And and and, and, and Han and and Han as well. Han is not. Han is not deepened or made better by Jedi. Luke is. Luke is huge. Luke Jedi has my favorite moment of all of Star Wars, which is the moment where where Luke's about to turn to the dark side. He looks at his hand and then he stands up and he tosses away his lightsaber and says, "I'm a Jedi like my father before me." That's my favorite moment in all of Star Wars. It is. It is. It is the the triumph of the light side over the dark. Is that moment? Sure. Um, uh, but other than Luke, it's not. It's not about the characters in the third one. It's back to being about the story. It's the second one that's about I guess deepening the characters. But I guess what I'm saying is that like the story matters because you're invested in the characters. Exactly. And they're pushing that story. That's what I'm saying. It's and and with a, with so, no plan in place, I'm just that makes me nervous. And with I don't know, but here's the thing. I think that you know the prequel trilogy had a very specific plan in place. My understanding is that the original trilogy sure. And well, and here's the thing, which you know, almost everyone agrees. If, even if you don't want to say "suck," is inferior. The original, <laughs> the, the original trilogy. Um, I think that we now say that Lucas had this grand plan, but like, evidently, the idea of of Leia being the sister was a really late addition, and Obi Wan Kenobi dying was a really late addition. Like after they had like started filming, from what I understand, wow, what I've really? heard is that it's and and that a lot of what it Lucas- feels a lot more like it was intended. Like this is because yeah. it, like what you're talking about, right? You've got the in the first movie, you've got the setup of the world and sort of an early triumph, right? Not like total triumph, but like uh, sure in the war, but a triumph. And then in the second one, if there you, never was you a have sequel, the middle of the movie be, where like, yeah. oh, everything's fucking shitty. And oh, gosh, how are we ever going to get out of this? This is oh, things are looking grim. And then the third movie is, you know, the third act and it comes in and it's like. And the day ultimately gets saved and everybody's cool. Like that's, I mean, that's a perfect arc for telling a story. So, it so seems maybe what? Like so instead of making there. instead of making a specific plan, it could be that Kathleen Kennedy did 
exactly what she should have done was she took by, by getting Abrams to Abrams is the one to reinvent and reinvigorate an existing world. And she did that and he did his job, you know, incredibly well. If that was his job, he did exactly his job and a plus on the job you were hired to do. Sure. Um, uh, if the third one, if you're going to get Colin Tre- Trevorrow, you're going to get Jurassic World guy to make the to make the the popcorn movie at the end, but he's going to have to spend some time pulling them out of the muck. Then he is the guy to do that. He is the perfect know, guy I to did, do that. I didn't like Jurassic World enough for that man. Like, Here's I, the thing: I think I think Jurassic World. Um, Jurassic, I think Jurassic World is World, just so much. Is, is is and not again. I like spectacle. Spectacle's great. But that's pretty much all it is. It's just it's not like, all spectacle. It's you I know mean, what it is. It's it's not it's just all spectacle. It's it's all spectacle. It's all payoffs. That's the thing. It's it's a movie full of payoffs. It's a movie of set up, set up, set up, and then payoff, payoff, payoff. Every single thing that you're introduced, they say there's a big fish down there. That's going to pay off at the end. There's the raptors. They're going to pay off. There's the it's it's about payoff, payoff, payoff. And and keep in mind, he was. You know, there, a lot of people wrote the movie, and the problems I have with the movie are sort of conceptually within the writing. In terms of 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 the the way the movie is made, I feel like the tension is there, and then the payoff, tension, payoff, tension, payoff. If you get that guy to do the third, you don't choose that guy for your second act. I think it's really interesting that they chose him based on Jurassic World to do the third, and they have the guy. Like Kathleen Kennedy chose them all at the same time and they got the guy who created one of the darkest science fiction films I've seen in a really long time, Looper, to do your second. I think that she's like, okay, I want the first act to be like this, the second act to to feel like this, the third act to feel like this, and then I'm going to let you guys do what you do. I think there might be some... I mean, yeah, some, but if, what, is Jurassic World guy fucking writing it? Like, I don't... I mean, it's it's you write a lot in the direction, and you know, I I hope that there's some continuity. I know that Ryan Johnson wrote uh, this one alone. He just wrote this one, right? That's um, what I'm saying, like, so I I I always like said, if somebody's brilliant and they wrote it and directed it and did all the things, and and no one mucked about in it, that can go really really well. But if you're not a fucking genius, that doesn't go really well. Yeah, no, I hear you. And that's so, that's my concern. That's all I'm saying. Like, um, I don't know, like, like a good example, like, because I, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy very much, both the first one and the second one, have a very Star Warsian feel to them. And we will be talking about that next week. <laughs> yes, I suppose that we will. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't let you spill it all now. I can't. I can't. You can't tell them much. Because we're gonna I, we're gonna talk about it seven days from now, in like five minutes. Um, sure. Peek behind the curtain, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Uh, anyway, so the, the I I have heard that the that the. Well, then we um, need to wrap this up, dude. <laughs> yeah, let's let, let's wrap this up. Um, <laughs> fine, if you say so. You sound you sound like my wife. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Wait, hold on. Uh, I have I have heard, and, and this is the last concept I'll introduce. I've heard that the idea for Luke, because we're talking about this, is is that maybe because he talks about the balance, and then he wants a Jedi to end, and he seems kind of dark. He might be. In the middle, he might be a guy. The movie might be about like no light, no dark in the gray area in between. The way one way to keep, to do the balance is the way you had Jedi and Sith in the old days. 
you know, if you think about being on a teeter totter, the other way of keeping the balance is to stand right in the middle and sort of maintain the balance. And he might be feeling like, look, I've been in the middle and we've been okay. We got a light Jedi somehow showing up here. And suddenly now we're going to get the balance out of whack and the destruction of the universe. And maybe he needs to go dark to do it. And I'm okay with him going dark, but he can't go dark. Then that makes sense because Kylo Ren is dark, but this is why she showed up. Well, that's the thing. Kylo Ren is dark. It could be that. That I want Kylo Ren to be redeemed to Leia. I really, really do. Especially, I, I like his well, redemption. Course. I mean, if something he doesn't get redeemed, it's kind of what's the point in this whole story? Um, but I'm okay with Luke going to dark, unpredictable places as long as he returns. He must, by the end of the of this trilogy, be in hero status. Do not draw him dark and sad and depressed and then lost forever. That's the one thing I will not be okay with. I'm okay with being a hero and dying. I'm okay with going dark and getting better. Do not let him be in this lost, horrible place he seems to be in and leave him there and kill him because you're going to undo the good feeling at the end of the original trilogy because you know things go horribly bad for this guy. Um, that's the one thing I beg you not to do, Star yes, Wars. Yes, please don't. That's, that's like, I like, agree with let. That. If he has to die, if he has to end, let him end in a good place. He needs to be in a good place. Yeah, at the you end don't. Of this it's, it's just like it's just like any of the like you don't end a character that big in a in a bad way. Like you just don't do it. Because yeah, because you know it's one. No point it's one thing to end Han before. the way you ended Han because Han was not your protagonist. But you, you can't, still, but even still, you end like the heartbreak. The way you ended Han wasn't a disservice to Han. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you weren't like, as he invested died, in he Han. He died a hero. He died trying to save his son. Like, it's tragic and it hurts and it sucks, but it's not like he died being a you know, smuggler who's basically sworn off his family in some outer reach planet. Do you know what but I mean? He died, like, but he, he died, d- he doing died something heroic. He, he died upset, sad, and scared. Luke must go out in peace. That's what Luke... I mean, yeah, he's, he's the quintessential Jedi character yeah. at the, at, in if, this particular series. And that's pretty much how this has always gone, right? Yeah. Like, if you undo the peace he found in Jedi and then have him go out not in peace, I that 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 takes something away from Jedi, in my opinion. And I don't don't do that to me. That's all. That's all. As though they're listening yeah. right now. <laughs> Okay, so, okay, yes, Star Wars is listening. Next week, Guardians of the Galaxy reviewed. But for today, my name is Justin. And my name is Alex. Trick off. Trick off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it, if you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription, or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.